Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Keep 100 Radio is brought to you in collaboration with SkinGrip, the only patch company that I trust with my diabetes devices. I started using SkinGrip about two years ago, and before I found them, my Descom would last maybe four or five days before falling off, making it really hard to lift weights, hike with my dogs, or just wanting to do the everyday things that I love. But now I can confidently travel, work out, and navigate life with diabetes without having to worry about dealing with insurance more than I have to, begging for replacements, and resorting to finger pricks. Plus, I'm in love with their mission to help us live fearlessly with diabetes. You can check out SkinGrip at SkinGrip.com and save 10% on your order by using the code LISSIE, L-I-S-S-I-E, at checkout. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Keeping It 100 Radio. If you are a person living with diabetes and you are listening to this right now, I'm going to have you press the stop button because this episode is not for you. I know what you're thinking. Lissy, this is literally Keep 100 Radio Uncensored Diabetes Conversations. What do you mean that this episode isn't for me? Like, I don't understand. Don't worry, this podcast is not going anywhere. The premise of the podcast and purpose of it is not going anywhere, but this episode in particular just isn't for you, and that's because it's actually for your supporters. So this episode is intended for the people who love you the most, so whether it is your partner, your parent, your teacher, your roommate, your best friend, whoever it is that supports you in your journey the most, this is the person that I want you to stop hit the share button on whatever podcast platform that you are listening to and share it with. Because I don't know if you know this, but this journey is just as important to them as it is for you. Because trust me, I get it. I have been living with diabetes myself for the past eight years. So I know how hard it is to ask for help and support, especially when we are the ones making those 180 plus decisions every single day. We are the ones who are feeling the highs and lows. We are the ones who are actually experiencing it and living with it. So it can be really, really hard to not only ask for support, but actually explain what you need. Because sometimes we don't even know what we need. Sometimes we need the juice box, but we also need some space or we need some peace and quiet because everything feels so overstimulating at that point. I get it. But trust me also when I say that you have people in your life who want to support you. They love you so much and they want to help you with the everyday ins and outs of living with diabetes. They just don't know what to do. I always tell my clients that you are the CEO of your body. And I know that can kind of feel like a weird way to put it, but it's so true. You are the CEO of your body and you are the CEO of living with diabetes. And you are the only person who knows exactly what you need. But let me remind you that you can't be a CEO without delegating. So literally think of like the biggest companies in the world. Think of like Google and Apple. There are people doing the little work. There are people doing the small jobs. There are people doing advertising, marketing, tech work, literally everything in between. The same goes for your diabetes journey. You need people there to support you with those little things. Sometimes because we made so many decisions in one day, the smallest little things can feel so overwhelming. So why are we not getting support with those things? 
So again, I'm going to ask you to hit the share button on this episode and send it to that person that just supports you the most. Maybe it's more than one person. Maybe it's your like group of friends. Maybe it's your partner and your parent, whoever that is. Just again, go ahead and hit the share button right now. And you can hit pause on this episode knowing that I've got you covered. All right, by now, I should hopefully be listening to that person that was sent this episode. So I know you might be a little confused. Maybe you're like, who the heck is talking to me? Why am I listening to this episode? And I just want to give a quick introduction. Hello, my name is Lissy. I'm a type 1 diabetic of eight years. I was diagnosed during my freshman year of college. And along the way, I became a certified health coach and personal trainer. And I have supported hundreds of type 1 diabetics along the way. I also want to start off by saying that I know how hard it is to be a quote-unquote bystander in this diabetes journey. You are witnessing all the highs and lows happening. You are seeing the arrows on a meter. You are seeing the shakiness of our hands. And sometimes it feels like there is nothing that you can do. Especially if you are a parent or a partner, you are seeing the person that you love the most go on this roller coaster and... Again, it is so hard to know exactly what to do in that moment. So I want this episode to be a resource for you to know how to support the person that you love the most and what to do in those moments. Sometimes it's not black and white, so I can't say that I know exactly what your loved one is feeling in the moment, but I know from my experience and from the experience of all of my clients that there are some really basic foundations of support that we need that we can hand off to you knowing that it takes a lot off of our plate and it just makes the process 12 times easier. As a person living with diabetes, we make a lot of decisions every single day. So it can get really overcrowded in our head. (laughs) We are constantly thinking of where is our blood sugar? What direction is the arrow heading? What am I doing next? What did I do 20 minutes ago? What, What supplies do I have? Am I prepared? There's so much going on at one moment that it can just get really overwhelming really quickly. So please don't underestimate the small things that you can do for us and the ways that you can support us. They add up and they mean so, so much. So again, I want this podcast episode to be a resource for you in how to show your support or how to show up for your loved one that's living with diabetes, because trust me when I say it goes a long, long way. I know that if you are listening to this episode, you love this person so much and you would do anything to support them and hold them during this process. So again, I want this episode to be something that you can come back to and just something that you can lean on because you are carrying this weight just as much as we are. The reality is the person that you love with diabetes might not know how to ask for support. And sometimes they might not even know what they need. So in this episode, I want to take you through three ways that you can support your T1D loved one so that they don't even have to come up with how to ask. And keep in mind, I am a person living with type 1 diabetes. I have been living with this for the past eight years. So in the beginning, I didn't fully know how to ask people around me for help. I didn't know how to ask my parents for help because they were thousands of miles away. I didn't know how to ask my roommate for help because I didn't, to be frank, didn't even really know what was happening. I didn't know how to process what was happening to me. So it took me a few years to really be able to understand, first of all, what I needed, but also how to ask for that. And now I've been in a a wonderful relationship for the past three years and my partner has a really, really good understanding of what I need, what I need help with and how he can show up for me. So inside this episode, you might find things that might not apply to you and that's okay. 
but I hope that there are resources that you can keep in your back pocket for if that situation eventually does arise. So the first way that you can support your partner revolves around food because let's face it, a lot of this diagnosis and decisions that go into it do play around food. Food is probably the number one contributor to what happens to our blood sugars, whether it's a high or a low. So a lot of our decisions are around carb counts. They're around insulin doses. They are around corrections. It's all this really fucked up mathematical equation that we're constantly having to do. And that in itself can be really overwhelming to constantly have to do, thinking of how much insulin do I currently have active? What am I doing in the next hour that can cause a higher low or that can influence this dose that I'm taking right now? We have to consider so much. So it's no surprise that this first way of supporting your, your partner or your child or your loved one revolves around food. But I also know that there can be a lot of tension around food and these situations because sometimes some of the most caring intentions are also the ones that we get the most defensive about. So for example, there have been many situations where I've been with family or friends and the questions always come up of one, can you eat that? Or two, can I get you something else? (laughs) That's sometimes the worst one because in that moment, we really just want to feel normal. We want to enjoy ourselves. We want to enjoy the people that we are with. And sometimes we just want that, again, that sense of normalcy in our life. So I remember actually one time we were at a family party and my aunt had come over with a veggie plate to the center of the table and she had said, I made sure I got this specifically for you. And I know in my heart that was the sweetest thing because she wanted to make sure that I was comfortable and that I had something that I could eat and I didn't have to think about the carbs. It was a very, very sweet intention. But in the moment, I felt almost called out and I felt like I was different. There was this sense that I was different. I had something where I couldn't quote-unquote eat the normal things that were out during Christmas. So I want to preface this with that we know your intentions are pure. We do not think that anybody is out to get us when we are being asked these questions. But there is this hesitancy in us and this defense where we just want to feel normal. So this first tip kind of goes along with the sense of like you want to help during these more complicated decisions, but you might not know how to do that because of the tension that can come from it. So when it comes down to it, we don't really want you to make solutions for us. So for example, we don't want you to have to get something different for us or give us a different option or um, you know, make sure that we can be eating that. We just need help with the process sometimes. So with that being said, we, we need something that will make our life easier in that moment. When we are met with new foods or we are met with more complicated foods, so think of things like pasta or burgers or, um, you know, a a buffet, like when we have a lot of different options that we don't have like a food label for, it can be pretty overwhelming because we obviously go off of this calculation for how much insulin that we need. We need to know how many carbs are on our plate or we need an estimate. And sometimes when we're trying to carry conversations or be present in the moment, our carb counts aren't the first priority. So like I mentioned, you don't always have to have the solution of, you know, let me find you a replacement. Let me do this, that, and the other thing. Sometimes we just need help with (laughs) hitting the pause button. Hit the pause button with us so that we can feel comfortable 
taking that break and figuring out what we need. So one way that you can also do this, if you are somebody who cooks in the family or in the relationship, or you are bringing something to the table, if you are, you know, doing like a Friendsgiving or something like that with, you know, a group of people, is have that carb count ready to go. One of the most loving things that my friends can do for me is sending me the recipe beforehand of something that they made. Because this way, I can go ahead and take that recipe and put it in my fitness pal under my recipes and know exactly what is in one serving. Because then I know, for the most part, how many carbs are in that plate and I know what I'm eating ahead of time. And that right there takes off so much stress in the moment that I can actually enjoy that particular experience and I can be present with the people that I love the most. So some ways to do that is, yes, sending a recipe beforehand so that person knows, you know, what ingredients were used and approximately how much is in one serving. Another way is that, you know, if you are making dinner and that person uses a food scale, go ahead and pre-weigh it before serving dinner. So again, that person knows exactly how many carbs are in it. And another way is just by, like I mentioned before, just sitting with them while they figure it out. We don't always have the numbers in front of us. We don't always have the food labels or the food scale or anything like that. But sometimes we need the reassurance that hitting the pause button and counting our plate or doing the research on Google, on our phones, whatever it is, is okay. That we are not missing out, that we are not isolated for being that single person out of the picture in that moment. So those are just a few ways when it revolves around food or a meal that you can really support somebody by taking that mental work out of their experience so that they can enjoy more of the present moment. Tip number two is a little bit different. When I think of this, I think of at night when I am all cozy, ready for bed, and my partner is going downstairs and making sure that the doors are locked, doing the final sweep of making sure lights are out and all of that. And one thing that I love that he does sometimes is that he will make sure that he grabs the juice spots from the cupboard and he will bring it upstairs and he'll hand it to me and say, hey, just in case you go low overnight, I want to make sure that you have something. And sometimes I have the juice spots already on my nightstand and other times I don't already have it. So it makes me feel really loved and supported knowing that if I do go low overnight, if my dust tom does go off, I don't have to get up and go to the kitchen. I have a juice box right on my nightstand. Or my other favorite thing is actually when I go and visit my mom, she always has, and I don't actually know if it's for me or for my nephew, but she always has a fridge full of YooHoo. And that, again, makes me feel really supported because when I go over and I say, hey, mom, I have a low blood sugar or I have to go on this drive and I'm worried about having a low, she pulls out a YooHoo, or if we're out, she'll pull out of a... I pulled the Yoohoo out of her purse because she knows and she made sure that I have it for when I need it. And again, those things just make us feel really loved and really supported. So I think that tip right there would be bring them something, even when they're not asking for it. Maybe it's, you know, your loved one is doing work in their office and you bring them a cup of water because maybe you're getting the blood sugar readings from Dexcom Share and you can see that their blood sugar is high. So you want to just bring them a cup of water or a cup of tea. And I think this kind of goes back to that defensiveness that we can get when we hear questions like, oh, your blood sugar is high. What are you going to do about that? Or just those, those kinds of things. It alleviates that a lot because we know that you're doing something nice for us for our blood sugar, but you're not saying, 
oh, what are you going to do about that? It takes away a lot of that accusatory language that, again, even with the best intentions, sometimes can be there. So when in doubt, bring them something when they don't even ask for it. Maybe it's a cup of water. Maybe it's a cup of tea. Maybe it's a low blood sugar snack. Whatever that is, that right there just makes us feel so loved and comforted. So the next way that you can be an incredible support system is actually something that I learned about in coaching. Something that I learned the hard way was that coaching isn't always about providing solutions. Sometimes it's just about listening. And that is really, really tough for me as a Virgo (laughs) because I like having solutions. I like seeing what's coming next. I'm a very type A person, if you want to put it in that way. So that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. But sometimes it's not about having that solution. It's about asking questions and getting curious. And it's about letting other people come up with their own solutions or just listening so that the person can alleviate whatever is going on in their minds. So I'm sure that you've experienced this with the person that you love living with diabetes. Maybe they're having a really hard blood sugar day. Maybe they are so frustrated by the highs or so frustrated with the amount of lows that they're doing. And you, being the loving person that you are, you want to jump into action. You want to help them. You want to say, okay, well, you know, did you take your correction? Or you want to try to narrow down to the exact moment where that high blood sugar happened so that they have that cause and effect. You want to provide the solution for them. We've all been there. But honestly, sometimes in that moment, we don't want that. We know that the blood sugar happened. It's already happened. We feel it. Instead, we need somebody there just to vent to. We need somebody there who can provide a listening ear. And more than that, sometimes we need somebody to just let us, you know, put our head on their lap, you know, rub our hair, give us a little back massage or or back scratch. We need that comfort because we deal with so much with diabetes that sometimes we just need to let it out. I can't tell you how many times I have inappropriately like screamed at my partner and he knows that it's not about him in that moment. He knows that I am just so overwhelmed and need to let it out and he stands there and he just listens. And in that moment, that is the most comforting thing that he can do. And honestly, sometimes the question that I like to ask is, do you need me to listen or do you need me to help you? Because I think that kind of gives us the permission to say, what we need. Like, yes, we just need you to listen. We just need a sounding board. We just need a listening ear. Or no, I need you to help me with this. I need you to help me figure out where this happened so it doesn't happen again. I need you to help make me dinner or I need you to help me carb count so I don't have to go through this mental gymnastics, you know, anymore today because I'm so overwhelmed. That right there, that question of like, do you need me to listen or do you need me to help you come up with a solution? It gives us that permission to ask for what we need. And I know the hardest part is just listening because you care so much and you want to have the resources for what we need. But we know and we never expect anybody to have all those answers or have all solutions or to take this away from us. We know it's something that we have to live with, and and that's okay. It's not always easy, but it's okay, and we can accept that. But just having those people in our life to be that grounding source or to be that sense of calm that we can go to when we need it, that right there is enough. So I just want to encourage you, again, whether it's asking questions and getting curious of like saying, okay, what do you need? Like, What can I do to support you right now and allowing us to answer that? 
or just listening and being very comforting and being that sense of calm in this madness that can be diabetes sometimes that is the best thing in the world. I hope this episode gave some clarification of what we need and how you can be the best supporter possible. And if you want to even take it a step further, I'm going to fill you in on an opportunity that we haven't even announced yet. If your loved one is a woman living with diabetes, you can encourage her to join our newest masterclass, the Burnt Out to Balanced Masterclass, where they can ditch the roller coaster of uncertainty in managing their blood sugar levels as a woman. This is our newest free 60-minute webinar where they can connect the dots between their cycle and their blood sugars and conquer the month-to-month overwhelm. Inside of this masterclass, they will learn the three pillars of self-sabotage that we see as coaches every day from type 1s in navigating their cycle and blood sugars. Not only that, but they'll learn the three biggest mistakes when conquering insulin resistance from their cycle and how to conquer instead. I can't tell you how much frustration I could have saved myself if I had known this earlier. And with that, they're going to be able to learn how to work with the fluctuation between insulin resistance and insulin sensitivity so that there's no more guesswork on a week-to-week basis through our three-step framework. I know that you probably see it too. Diabetes is not consistent. We are constantly dealing with different levels of insulin sensitivity and insulin resistance, and sometimes it's really hard to predict and see. But when we are able to predict it and we can see it coming, we can work with it, meaning that we save ourselves from so much frustration and so much overwhelm. And in turn, when we are able to communicate that with you, you also know how to support us even more. So if your loved one chooses to join us, they'll walk away with understanding how their cycle impacts not only their blood sugars, but their entire body on a holistic level. We work on that holistic approach, so we are always taking that full body approach. They'll understand where they are in their cycle and how their blood sugars will react in three easy steps. And they'll also walk away with easy and digestible strategies to implement right away that will make working with their cycle and blood sugars easy and effortless. But not only that, but you can come with them and learn this strategy with them so that you know how exactly to support them. If you want to encourage them to join, or maybe you want to join so that you can work with them and understand with them, the link is in the show notes of this episode, and it is completely free. You can save your seat now and make sure that you are getting all these strategies for free. And after you listen to this episode, go ahead and send me a screenshot and let me know who you are supporting and how you are going to start supporting them. And if you are looking for more resources, we have so many other episodes inside the podcast, so there are endless opportunities. I can't wait to hear how this supports you, and we will see you in next week's episode.